0: The Dolphins are the last place team in the AFC East. Kevin Dollins here to talk the AFC East and the NFC East. Let's
1: go. You are listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your host Jerry Napoleonello.
0: All right, running up the score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello and kevin donlin is back for a good episode we have the afc east the nfc east to get into first we'll talk about some takeaways from the first two weeks so far in the preseason we got some hobby talk to talk about later on kevin's gonna give his top 10 for quarterbacks i already gave mine so i want to hear what kevin's got but let's start this show off right how you been
1: I'm doing good, man. Yeah, yeah just It's been in. a while. I know. It's, it has it, been a while. It's been a while. It really has.
0: So I'm excited. Uh, let's get right into it. Like, you might as well give your top 10 because let's start the show off right. Mm-hmm. We'll start it off with the most controversial like segment in all of sports talk, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So give your top 10. Start with 10.
1: Well, number 10, I'll probably I'll, – I'll give to Aaron Rodgers at this point, obviously because of the age and everything else. And, you know, I think the mindset with, you know, everyone with him coming to the Jets is this guy going to be a difference maker, which, of course, he can be, but I don't think the big numbers are coming. I think the Jets, especially with the signing of these running backs, I think they're really just looking for that run and play defense type of ordeal on their offense, and Rodgers obviously – beyond a game manager and I think really for the Jets it comes down to having somebody for the last two minutes of each half so Aaron Rodgers is going to be at number 10 just because of the age situation that's really what it goes beyond for me Uh, rounding down to number 9 I think I got Dak Prescott there I think you know I think a lot of people have forgotten that uh, you know he's he's a very capable player I'll say the same thing for him like I've always said this man needs to use his legs if he is going to maximize what he can do because there's a lot he could do uh, passing the ball we've already seen it but he's got to be able to run the football and run it effectively and have defenses unbalanced because you've seen the effect it has on a lot of people and obviously uh you know he has just done a great job of being able to manage that but on times where he finds himself sitting in the pocket too long these are just games that just wind up dragging i mean you would see it you you yeah. understand what's coming from there so you run the football I got this kid in my top ten, obviously Dallas, and you got a good team surrounding him, a lot of weapons, so this success should be there. Uh, Number eight, I'm probably going to go with Trevor Lawrence there. Uh, Obviously, he showed a lot last year. Uh, I want to see more, so this is almost like a demanding uh, ranking for him right now. Uh, It's a concept of just basically telling you this is the year that this is really it. There's really no excuse beyond this point. Jacksonville, the coaching situation he had going on there in the early part of his career, understanding, bounced back a lot last year. Third year, he needs to make that leap. And we'll see. I mean, obviously, it really comes down to it. That's why he's getting number eight on my list instead of top five. A lot of people have him as like a top five talent, but uh, he's got to show me first. I haven't seen it at all. Uh, Lamar Jackson rounds number seven for me. Uh, Great player. Uses his legs like we talked about, what Dak needs to do. And he's able to pass the ball real well, so... He actually surprised me with how well he was able to throw the ball. Obviously, last year he was hurt. A lot of people forget real quick. Guys, healthy, got paid. We're gonna see a really good Lamar Jackson this year. Added weapons, too. yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that really all does play a factor. Yeah, uh, you know, at number six, I'm probably gonna go with Justin Herbert here. Uh, this is like a you know between six and five. I'm, you know, contemplating yeah, I had my in between. Five, so. I was going to say you're contemplating between Burrow and uh, Herbert for yeah. me in this area at the 5-6 mark. Uh, I think you can really swap them either way. I think they're very similar kind of players. Both men need to stay healthy. And then just, you know, you'll see really these two young talents just – it's really yeah. – they both have weapons around them. It should be a very uh, interesting season for the both of them. I think 5-6 is a perfect fit for them. Yeah. Uh, four, I'm actually going Jalen Hurts. I don't – I said that I didn't like Jalen Hurts for, like, the longest time.
0: (laughs) I mean, we have plenty of clips of
1: that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, You know, I actually don't even know if this – I think this might be a little too high for him. I probably actually probably put those other two up a step in front. But uh, Jalen Hurts proved a lot last year. He was able to make it happen. Uh, He's got a lot of weapons there. He's got one of the best offensive lines. He's got to make these throws – uh, he made a lot of them last year, uh, but I really wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the throws this year. Yeah. I really wouldn't. It's a concept of just, you know, uh, I've watched how he played early on. He's definitely learned. Last year he was a lot better, used his legs, had defenses unbalanced, and that's what you need to do in order to be successful. Everybody can get all this film on you and be able to figure figure you out real quick. Yeah, But in Jalen Hurts, you know, he just continues to put defenses, you know, in a uncomfortable situation and therefore that's why he's got success and you really can't hate on that aspect but in the concept of making throws I mean we're not talking about the top 10 most talented we're talking the best which yeah. is a different conversation you know the most talented obviously you know what I mean I would have Aaron Rodgers uh, a lot earlier on this well, list oh yeah definitely you know so it's not really like a talent I'm just saying from what is needed from the team yeah. and how effective he can be uh, I think Jalen Hurts goes a long way with the Philadelphia Eagles I think if you put the backup in as opposed to Jalen Hurts to be a big difference mm-hmm. so on that concept alone and how important he is. Uh, but can he make every throw this year? We'll find out. But I, I really I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him personally as a fan of the Eagles, uh, if I were to be one. Yeah. But, you know, he is a you know, he's very important for his team. He played really well last year. There's really no reason why he can't put him in a top five category, especially with how important he's gonna be for his team. So after that obviously you got, you know, Josh Allen Mahomes. You know, these two are just the two of the most
0: so we have the same biggest monsters. one and two. Yeah, you got to have the so, same. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, Patrick Mahomes is definitely the clear-cut number one. Josh Allen has shown me that he could be the clear-cut number two. But, you know, when it comes to, like, talent, I mean, I really – guys like Josh Allen and even Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, They, you know, talent-wise, I'd have them all outside my top five, some of them possibly out of my top ten. Really? Yeah, and a talent standpoint, being able to throw the ball, make the difficult throws – I'm not sure if Jalen Hurts can put the ball wherever he wants.
0: No, then that, uh, that I. I'm not
1: sure that Josh Allen can put the ball wherever he wants. I mean these these guys use their running game, yeah, to make the defenses unbalanced and therefore much more difficult to defend. And they've done a great job, the two of them. I can't hate on either one of them and what they've done. It's part of their talent. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to putting a throw wherever they need to. Uh, I'm I'm not trusting any of the names I just mentioned. Honestly right there.
0: to to be totally honest with you, if we're if we're talking about, you know, talent wise and just throwing the ball, I mean, you could put Justin Herbert in the top two. You know, that's how good of a thrower that Justin Herbert is. Yeah, like of that, course. Burrow like and Herbert,
1: there's no doubting the actual pocket. Presents the 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 talent, talent.
0: Talent. The, yeah, yeah, the talent in the pocket. The
1: talent in the pocket. I mean, when we talk about guys like Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts Josh Allen, these guys are making throws outside the pocket, on the run. I mean, they they create, and yeah. they do a great job at, you know, but I don't know if you throw a football that way yeah. if you're going to make it the most accurate throw and you're not going to be able to put the ball wherever you can. And, you know, in situations like that, the slightest mistake will tur- lead to turnovers. And we'll see what happens with these guys this year. I mean, they got talented rosters around them. There's no doubt Josh Allen has a talented roster. There's no doubt that Jalen Hurts has a talented roster. And Trevor Lawrence has a much talented roster again. Yeah. So we'll see what happens out of it. But, you know, and these guys are top 10 quarterbacks in the league and very comfortable quarterbacks to have. But uh, in regards to talent and putting the ball wherever they need to, uh, I still question it. But their running game will make up for that. And yeah. it'll keep defenses unbalanced. Creek, uh, open receivers, open running backs, everything. You know, a lot of things open up when you have a running back, uh, a quarterback that can run the football.
0: My issue with Jalen Hurts, it, I mean, obviously a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, this is biased because you're a Cowboys fan. Well, it's not really even that fact. It's just the fact of look at what Jalen Hurts was the year prior to last year. And that's when you're like, Well, you know, what happened? All right. And I think, honestly, last year, the addition of Brown, that helped. Obviously, it helped huge. But I think also the fact that the year prior, he wasn't a great passer. And the fact that I I honestly think last year, it was more of the defenses playing the run more than they were actually playing the pass, so I think he got a lot of single coverage, uh, you know, man-to-man coverage on his outside, and I think that's where it it helped out, uh, you know, and I think it made him look better than he actually is, and that's why, where you were saying, you know, you're a little uneasy putting Jalen Hurts in the top five, and that I think is the reason why you are. A little uneasy putting him in the top five and that's that was my issue with putting him i mean the fact that i even have him on the top 10 is something so i have him at 10 so yeah they're like we had some different like i had aaron Rodgers for you had him at 10
1: uh yeah it's a very difficult question to try to analyze because exactly. you know when you say the top 10 best quarterbacks you could say talent wise, but talent wise will not you know, you need everything else around yeah. you. Yeah. It really is very important. I mean, this is a you know, the game of football, as much as we like to talk about the quarterback, it's important, but at the same time you need everything else going in the you place. And defense. you need you to have know, an yeah, offense that's well structured and it's gonna be able to get success right away. Yeah. Now you're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming into a new offense. I mean, not really a new offense, but new players, you know, new surroundings, everything, you take that all into play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a very talented quarterback there's no doubt about it, I'm a Jet fan, I'm excited to watch him, I can't wait but I'm not expecting a lot you know, I'm not expecting anything really outside the last two minutes of each half yeah. from him, You know, I expect the New York Jets to use Brees Hall, to use Dalvin Cook and to be able to establish the running game create third down and twos and make the game easy for a quarterback yeah. like Aaron Rodgers who can make the quick throws on the out routes and get the two to three yards you need and just keep the ball moving. Keep that defense that you have on the other side of the field and keep their defense on. Football comes into so many different, you know, uh, variables in the game. You know, everyone could depict a good defense, good offense. Oh, well, they're giving up this many points a game. But, yeah, that offense could be creating not-so-friendly situations for their defense and, therefore, leading to more points being scored against them no matter how talented you are. So a lot of numbers that you see, you know, uh, even on ESPN and all these other networks, uh, they could be misleading at times. Yeah. You know, so.
0: That's that's the thing. Like, when you're when you talking about stats, it could be misleading.
1: 100%. Y- y- Aaron yeah. Rodgers doesn't need to throw for 4,000 yards this year no. for the Jets to be successful. Jalen Hurts doesn't need to throw for 4,000 yards this year no. for the Eagles to be successful. He didn't do it but last year. being able to manage the offense, that's probably where I see the best kind of a quarterback. Now, I've seen Mahomes handle the offense real well. Josh Allen handles the offense real well. You know, a lot of my top five ba- uh, quarterbacks all manage offenses very, very yeah. well. I mean, you know, yeah. Justin Herbert, I didn't think did so well last year, but I think it had a no. lot to do with him being hurt. I think, I think a, he,
0: I, with Justin Herbert, I think a lot had to do with coaching too. Yeah, I coaching, but was... the,
1: yeah, but honestly, you break a rib, man, it, it is not. Oh, yeah, it is not pleasant to turn it's your t- body and yeah. make a throw. There's a yeah. lot that goes into that. So. uh But I think when it comes to overall running the offense, I think Herbert had a really, considering he was hurt, you know, he found a way to continue to move the ball for them. Uh, Joe Burrow, the same boat, you know, uh, just finding a way to move your offense. Yeah. By any means necessary. And Jalen Hurts does that. You know, Jalen Hurts does that, and that's why he's in the top five. He does a great job of being able to get first down. I mean, honestly, dude, nobody, nobody. I've never seen anything like it. except Tom Brady, the, the, the fourth QB down sneaky. and one, yeah,
0: <laughs> with yeah. the
1: fourth down and one. I know, you know, I know.
0: Speaking of quarterbacks, let's just get into some of the rookie quarterbacks so far in the preseason. I mean, when you're when you're looking at you know the rookie quarterbacks, obviously you're going to go straight to Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, you know those kind of guys. Will Levis, but it's really not those guys that you're kind of looking at. Like you're looking at. Aiden O'Connell, after the first week of preseason, you're looking at Aiden O'Connell with the, the Raiders, which he has probably a better chance of being like outside of the, the top three picks at quarterback. He has the chance to actually maybe see some time because the Raiders, it's going to be a rough year. Yeah. It's going to be a really rough year. And at quarterback, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo... Uh, Is he the guy? I mean...
1: I'll be honest with you. uh, This is where um, there's always misconceptions. Like, you think the Raiders aren't going to be a great team. I personally think the Raiders are actually going to be a very, very good team that competes in that division. Just on the basis that they have an established offensive line with a good anchor to it. You have a great defensive end. I mean, a great one. One of the ones that you just can't... You have to practice against. Like, you have to, like... You have to be prepped to play a guy yeah, like yeah, that. He, so absolutely. he really is a difference maker on their defensive side of the football. And, yeah, Garoppolo is definitely not the best scenario. But, again, like I say, the the formula to good success in the NFL, I mean, you got to establish the running game. I know there's going to be no Josh Jacobs, but it's always the next man up. You know, So whoever that might be, you have a great offensive line in front of you. You have a great establishment. The trenches are going to be wins for the Raiders. So, therefore, yeah. they really will not be a pushover.
0: It just sucks because of the division that they play in. Yeah, That's I mean, they got a lot of really good, talented <laughs>
1: yeah. teams in there. I think Denver's going to make uh, upgrades yes. and be a better team this year. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs speak for themselves, and then obviously and then the, the Chargers, Chargers round it out. So it's it's a very tough division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders will be competing. there's no doubt about it they might not get a lot of wins, but I I, I don't I see them actually going over their win total, especially yeah. if it's going to be as low as you know Vegas is going to yeah. put it but the Raiders they, they're definitely well designed and if this dude Aiden O'Connell comes in right away and does a spark you yeah. know it sparks a whole team you know so I think the Raiders will not be as bad as everyone thinks the, the dumpster fire in the NFL that I think is slowly occurring is going to be the Indianapolis Colts, which I never thought I would say those words ever I thought. The Colts have always been well run. Yeah, they drafted well over the years. They've had great quarterbacks over the years, and you know, and I'm not saying anything against Anthony Richardson. I think he could be a great talent, but they seem like a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, I want to see how good their defense can be. It'll be hard for them to compete in that division. Uh, I think that 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 division is Jacksonville for the taking. But there are a couple low key teams in there. I don't know what to expect out of these rookie quarterbacks just yet. I don't know what to expect out of Anthony Richardson. I don't know what to expect out of C.J. Stroud. Everyone's pointing the finger at Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars moving on and winning this division, and I think it has a lot to do with not really the offensive side of the ball on any of these teams, but I think that defensive end or that, uh, yeah, that end that Jacksonville has, he's a difference maker as well. And again, on the defensive side, I'm really not naming that player for the Colts. I'm not naming that player for the Houston Texans. And that's the problem right there. You got to have those names that make differences on the defensive side of the football. Those key sacks on third down, they're. Everything in football, well, everything.
0: I think, I think with the 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 Texans, they're hoping that Will Anderson ends up being that. Well, that yeah, they. Guy, which well,
1: these I've heard good things right off the bat yeah. about him, but you know, obviously rookie year. I mean, so I think the Texans can make. I mean, I just think that the Colts might even sit at the bottom of this. Everyone's talking about the Texans being a great, you know, even like a great fantasy matchup yeah. and just stuff like that. I think the Texans can turn some uh, heads. I think CJ Stroud is a lot better. Than people are expecting.
0: Yeah, well, he had a rough first, uh, first game, but I mean, the guy was basically. Off, I I
1: ignore ball. anything going on in the preseason. Yeah. This is teams working on the kinks. Yeah, this is not stuff that you're gonna see on an actual Sunday in football. Yeah. Once we start the real games, you have to figure out certain scenarios yeah. and certain, like he's going through progressions and you know live game action. You got to remember these coaches are getting with the quarterbacks and actually all players really and really discussing each and every play in detail what were you thinking what were yeah. you what were your progressions what we so a lot of kinks are figured out in uh, preseason I don't tell you, that's why you don't really see you've seen teams go 4-0 in the preseason or 3-0 in the pre whatever yeah. it is now and then end up coming out and not winning a game for six weeks so you're working out the kinks and it might look good in preseason but when it comes to the regular season you got to make sure that all yeah. all parts are ready to go all parts are ready to uh be in this scenario to start winning games
0: well uh, you know obviously you don't put too much on the preseason especially when talking about you know these rookie quarterbacks because they're playing either they're up against third stringers or they're playing with third stringers fourth stringers guys that may not even make the team it's understandable but then there's there's times where it's you look at the preseason and that's when you see you know these quarterbacks because I even actually last week when I did the AFC and the NFC West I was talking about Mahomes and I put a flashback from us talking about Mahomes his rookie year and just basically saying like this guy through preseason looks like he's going to be good Mm -hmm. which was funny because I mean obviously we didn't think that he was going to be that like this good but we thought it would be good because you saw signs of it. Like you saw, you know, how strong his arm was the, the outside, the, the pocket presence and, you know, extending a play, making the plays, you know, again, we didn't expect him to be Patrick Mahomes, but we expected good things because of what we saw in preseason. Yeah. So there are, there, there's things that you can look at with preseason where you're like, all right, it's preseason, but then there's also things that you could be like, "Wow, like this kid." It's could a be good. you know
1: the Patrick Mahomes situation really though is like a big situ you know a big difference because obviously the rookie year yeah. he, he didn't he play. didn't play no no <clears throat> and he he showed some signs which is great but the mindset was he wasn't going to be playing and the truth is you know you got a lot of these names now that we are just rushing into it and well, nobody yeah. can preach on it more than me as a New York Jet fan exactly. and what we have done with all yeah. rookie well, quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, look at Geno Smith sitting in Seattle right now. Mark Go Sanchez. look at Mark well, <laughs> Mark Sanchez. You know, the, you know, he went, came in, but there wasn't a lot expecting of no. him right there. So it was a little different. Geno Smith, a lot expected. You know, he came in on a second year. It's hard to rush these guys in there, and it takes time for them to learn, especially if it's a very complicated an offense, a full offense to learn in the NFL. You know, people try to compare what needs to be learned in that yeah. kind of. You need to know, not just your position, you need to know everyone's. Yeah. What everyone's doing on the blocking scheme, what everyone's doing on the route running, whatever. There's so much to learn as a quarterback. You yeah. can't just have a 22 year old kid coming out of college and be like, yeah, we need you to know all this information by week one.
0: Or even some of the guys that only. I mean, Patrick Mahomes in
1: took in so much learning in that year. Ask Aaron Rodgers, too. Same thing. So much learning in the process.
0: Aaron Rodgers had three years behind. So by the five. time
1: he came out, he was ready to go. He yeah. knew that offense like the back of his hand. He knew where everyone should be. All the pieces were in the right places. And he was able to be successful right off the bat. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you just see too many of these quarterbacks, And then people throwing, you know, writing a lot of guys off. I mean, people writing off Zach Wilson already. And, you know, the truth yeah. is, is that. Yeah, give me like three or four years, and then I'll be sure I'll be fine to have him. Yeah. You know, so I'm not really concerned about that concept. He needs to no. learn the offense real well. Yeah, you can't got to You got to stop throwing these kids out there. Yeah, Geno Smith, another great example. You know, he goes right to Seattle, learns this offense, and now he is a great player, probably a top fifteen quarterback. We would have went in five more yeah. picks. Geno Smith would have been on that list for me. Hundred percent. And there's a possibility he can move up to the top. 10. he played really well last year and I feel like he's almost gotten forgotten at times, but he is definitely right in that area. Yeah. You know, he is done. You a- know with,
0: with Geno Smith, people looked at him as one of those mobile quarterbacks. But last year with Seattle, he actually showed his arm. Mm-hmm. And it was I mean, it was it was surprising and it was it was fun to watch. Of course. I mean Seattle people looked at Seattle where after they traded Russell Wilson to Denver, it was like well, they're sticking with Geno Smith. Like you know, it's just going to be a rebuild.
1: People were unsure about they, that situation.
0: I, I mean, look at look at what he did. He I did mean a great it, job. It's, it's unbelievable.
1: So you, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even you know count out Sam Darnold yet. I wouldn't even you count know, out I, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, Sam Darnold, where is he now? He is. He's at San up, Francisco. Uh, and, yeah, he's backing and, up.
0: And they're talking about him being number two now, which is you know, last week when I when I got into the West, I said like if if the this 49ers were going to go with Brock Purdy as QB one. You got to get rid of Trey Lance because Mm -hmm. first of all, not only are they saying that Brock Purdy is going to be QB one, but they're also saying that Sam Darnold's probably going to be his backup. So now you have a number three pick that you traded the house for. And you're going to have him as the number three and then just keep him there. Like, I I feel like you have to move on from Trey Lance you know especially if you're going to go I with agree. birdie and and Sam Darnold's that number 2 now like <coughs> some of these guys that are you know guys that were hyped up at first that just didn't end up being that are showing that they actually have the talent it was just the right spot for them and with Geno Smith Seattle was the right spot for him cuz he went he went to you know, from the Jets, he was you know went to the Giants as well. He did a couple. Of, I think there was one other team in there.
1: There was just so much and learning being done. Yeah, and I mean, now he is turned into a a, a, a solid court- quarterback for yeah. that team. And honestly, Seattle, you know, turned a lot of heads last year, and I don't expect them to stop. I think maybe their defensive side might be a little bit of a but you have liability, Tariq but Woolen, that which, just shows how much more is going to be on yeah. Geno Smith's yeah. you know shoulders, and he's just going to have to find a way to be successful. I think geno smith is a great player but again he is just another example that you can't just toss out these rookie quarterbacks because there's so much to learn like i don't even think a kid even understands it because it took me a long time to fully understand it you know like so coming off my own experience you know it takes a long time to learn this yeah you know and for these organizations that continue to do this with the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, they're pressured by GMs. That's what it is.
0: Well, you look at it and you look at how much money is put into these these top 10 picks, mm-hmm. you know, at quarterback and it's like, you know, what there's it's like you were saying, they're kind of forced because of how much money they have invested in these guys and mm-hmm. then you also got to think of the pressure that the the like the fans put on these teams because of like, all right, well, we just watched you draft one of these top quarterbacks and we don't have a quarterback for our team, obviously going for, you know, drafting a quarterback. So you're like, as a fan, you're hyped up that you have one of these guys on your team. So it's like, it's, it's kind of a pressure from the front office. It's a pressure from the fans. It's, there's a lot of pressures that go into a rookie quarterback playing right away because everybody wants to see it you know they don't want to have a season just go by the wayside just because you're trying to groom a quarterback which of course and and that's that's the issue and like to me that's why i think you should go for that rookie quarterback before you get rid of that veteran like with with you know the packers did the packers you know you had Favre, and you go out and you get aaron Rodgers, and then you know, because Aaron Rodgers was one of the top quarterbacks in that draft that were, I mean, they they had the camera on him throughout that whole draft. And it was like the fact that he didn't go where he was supposed to go, it was a big story. So it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was Tom Brady get drafted in the sixth round. Aaron Rodgers was one of those top quarterbacks that should have been drafted earlier. And the Packers were able to to land him and then had him sit behind Brett Favre for three years And then Aaron Rodgers becomes Aaron Rodgers. And that's what you're hoping, you know, especially with the Jets, you're hoping that Zach Wilson can get groomed, even though they threw him out there to, you know, to burn in the fire. They threw him out there last year and it was like, uh, you know, so you're hoping that him now kind of, you know, you hope that he gets humbled, you know, that he starts to become like a sponge from Aaron Rodgers and I think that's what you're getting so far especially just watching, you know, hard knocks which we'll get into when we get into the Jets. But this is this is the fun the the fun episode that I wanted. I wanted you to be along for being that you're a Jets fan, I'm a Cowboys fan. We're going to get into the the NFC and the AFC East
1: Running up the score NFL preview,
0: the last episode of the previews
1: AFC East
0: with the AFC East. We'll start with Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins going into this season. They were, you know, there's a lot of questions around Tua, obviously with the injuries, the head injuries, which is the worst injuries to have because, you know, especially a quarterback, but you just, you don't want to see that the year that he that Tua had last year, and you, there was serious concerns surrounding him after his what third concussion. So it yeah, was a and little it's, scary.
1: It's not going to get better because they just lost Armstead. I mean, yeah. this is a this is an anchor of a left tackle now, and now you're One looking at best. a quarterback that is on the shortest leash in regards to injuries. Yeah, I mean, this kid hits the ground once, there'll be four doctors around him. You know, especially after what I saw last year, uh, this is a big reason why I actually, surprisingly, have Miami finishing dead last in our division this year. Everyone's writing uh, off New England. They all think New England's going to finish last. I don't think that's correct at all. New England still has a very, very good defense. They're going to be able to use that and be able to manage their offense. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, a, you know, a decent offensive line. Miami might have a hard time. You know, having Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle; these are great talents. But I don't know how long two is going to be on the field. I really don't. I truly don't. I don't know about the running game of the Miami Dolphins. They have three solid backs that they added. You know, they added a rookie and a Ashani. They have Jeff Wilson Jr. now. It's going to be like a three-back committee that they're going to use. It's going to be tough to find holes. You lose Armstead, that's a big loss right before the season starts. You know, everyone's talking about the Jets' offensive line struggles. And I think they're going to struggle as well. Uh, but I think they're going to be able to same thing, you know, just ride the defense. I think Buffalo, they take a step back, but I think they still enough to give them that yeah. division. I, I think they're still good enough to win that division. But when you lose your middle linebacker, that is your communicator, uh, and that's exactly what happened to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, they lost a big time middle linebacker, yeah. and he was the big time communicator, Edmonds. Yes, and now yeah. he's on Chicago, and he's a big part. I think Buffalo still has a great team. I think their offense will be able to move the ball at will. But they have a questionable running game as well. Josh Allen makes up for that because of how talented he is, yeah. hence why he's in my top three. So I think Buffalo takes a step down, but I think that step still keeps them on the highest step. I think the Jets are probably going to be second here. I want to see the Jets go and beat that hump. I have faith in our defense to be able to lead that. And get wins against Buffalo. Uh, But it really will come down to those games. It really will come down to week one even almost. I mean, that's a huge game for both, you know, organizations. You know, obviously, you know, Monday night, you know, first week of the season. I think the defense of the New York Jets is better than Buffalo's defense. But I obviously think the offensive, the Bills, is a lot better than the New York Jets offense. Especially with the struggles that they're having at offensive line. The Jets are going to have to be able to run the football and play defense. And... Can they stop Buffalo? They certainly can. But it's really going to come down to what the offense of the New York Jets can do. And Aaron Rodgers. So, they look good on paper. It's got to show up on the field. you got to be able to block. I think that might be the one reason. I think the Jets are right there the whole time. And then I say New England. And then I'm going Miami to round it out. And honestly, the Miami ranking is strictly because I do not think that two is going to survive the season. I think... He's really going to just be on a very, very short leash. I think a lot of people are going to end up, once he gets hurt, there's going to be so many people surrounding him. The NFL will be looking in every angle before he's cleared to play again. It'll be a very difficult process, so he'll miss weeks here and there without a doubt, and you're just hoping he doesn't, you know, nothing long-lasting. But, I mean, if Tua stays healthy, this team is in third, and, you know, New England rounds out the fourth, but – I will make the prediction that I don't think this kid's going to survive the season. And I'm pretty sure that New England, with their good defense and, you know, game manager of Mac Jones and a good running game that we know New England has. Yeah. New England might be able to make out the third place in this. And I think Miami surprisingly is four.
0: Well, obviously, Miami goes out and gets Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. Uh, and, and that loss obviously out. doesn't help. Now either. he's out. Offseason grade. I'm going to give them a B plus. You know, obviously getting Jalen Ramsey, that's. That's huge. yeah. But now you lose him. So that's a struggle there. You're hoping that Tua stays on the field, obviously. Uh, And I think their offense, you know, their defense is okay. Their defense isn't bad. Uh, You know, adding Jalen Ramsey makes it better.
1: But not Uh, having him now is just... Not having
0: him. And now not having him until, like, they're talking about December.
1: These are big holes to have on the team. Huge
0: holes. But, you know, you add Deshaun Elliott at safety helps obviously that's you know something but you know just now it, there's just a big question mark around miami and then you look at their draft nfl draft recap i gave him a c plus you know they had only four picks in this draft so that that's you know and one of the
1: guys was Ashane that Ashani, you talked yeah, exactly. you talked about but the guy's 188 pounds. I, you know, in the history he's, of the NFL, fast. in the I don't doesn't even matter. It's <laughs> yeah. not relevant. Yeah. You need someone that's gonna. You know, we just talked about who to his health. I don't need a kid at 188 pounds trying to block defensive yeah, ends. Exactly. I mean, Especially that's the problem.
0: The, the defensive ends that are in the AFC East. You know, especially... You, gotta Quinn that, and you got to put Quentin Williams against yeah. Ashanti.
1: He's just going to push Ashanti out of the yeah. way and then guess who's the next target, Tua. Yeah. And this is the person we want to keep healthy. So it's a good pick to get a change of pace back, but you don't even have that back... You know, so with you know, Miami well, all again, of them,
0: all of their their running backs are small, like because they had Raheem Mostert. That's Mostert, the, that the was the other name. Yeah,
1: that was the third name of the three-headed <laughs> yeah. monster they're gonna have. Uh,
0: Jeff Wilson, Mostert, a monster, and but... a <laughs> yeah. free agency recap. I'm gonna give him an A plus though. But again, losing now, you know, Jalen Ramsey. That that's a huge thing that has to do with these grades. They obviously lost Mike Gesicki, so that you know, obviously is a big loss for their offense as well. But, you know, you're hoping that David Long on the defensive side of the ball, you know, at linebacker can help this team on defense. Their defense already, you know, like I said, it's not bad. It's not a bad defense. It's just now there's a lot of question marks on offense where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, this this
1: offense could be good. The defense will keep them competing. But again, if Tua gets hurt, this will be an interesting situation yeah. for it's the Miami Dolphins. It's all contingent
0: on Tua. That's, that's, and their yeah. offense
1: might start putting their defense in bad scenarios. And, and yeah.
0: Will they make the playoffs? My answer is yes. Your answer is
1: Yeah, no. Different. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. think they make the playoffs. And it's literally just based on the Tua health. Yeah. You know, again, when I, I'm not even sugarcoating this. He hits the floor once. Yeah. There's going to be doctors galore around this guy at all times, especially after what happened last year and – it was quite debatable whether he should have played in a certain game. Uh, th- there's going to be a well, lot now, of extensive testing for him. So its I'm telling you, that's the issue, and it's going to be hard to keep him on the field and a very the, good talent when he's on the field.
0: The spotlight is definitely brighter now, He's
1: definitely not going to run with the ball more. I it, mean, it, so you're really going to bank it on his arm, which he's proven has worked, Yeah. but it's definitely not the most accurate, and we've all seen no. it as well. So, again, Miami – you know, decent defense like we talked about. They're already losing names left and right. Offense, they're losing big-time anchors. It's going to be a difficult situation for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to need to keep Tua healthy. I don't know if it's going to happen. Therefore, I do not think they're going to make the playoffs.
0: Contender or pretender? Obviously, we already know your answer. It's um,
1: just based on what my yeah, prediction is. Absolutely. My prediction is just straight up that this dude is not going to play. It, with Tua on the field, yeah. Miami's a playoff team. Yeah. With him on the field. Yeah. And. But I, it's going to be hard to keep him on
0: my answer to that is i i actually said pretender i you know i feel like they're a good team and they do have the high potential of making the playoffs barring you know tua but i just you know in terms of the afc you know because this is this has been my my mantra for the whole like every preview that i've done is these Borderline AFC teams, it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs this year because of how good the AFC is. Because you're the the borderline teams that are going to make the playoffs, you know, in the wild card, are going to be really good teams, and that's the thing. So I, I like, I feel like this team is one of those teams that could make the playoffs, but I just see them as a pretender. Going through the playoffs because, I, like, I like a lot of other teams in the AFC. 2023 season outlook. Basically, you've given your expectations throughout um, this, whole, yeah, this whole team on the entire but, four. I, of I them. mean, mine is basically the same. You know, my biggest thing I said is all contingent on Tua staying healthy. This team, you know, he's makes, not healthy. They're fourth. Yeah, and, and like New
1: England will be better than them. They and I, I, it's it's sad because I think Mike. McDaniels is a very good coach, so it's really nothing against that. It's just a concept of just, uh, you know, you got to be able to uh, keep your quarterback healthy, and it's going to just be tough, especially with losing this left tackle. It's just going to be a disaster for Miami in that issue at all.
0: What are the odds? Over-under is 9.5 wins. Um, Under. (laughs) They're plus 290 to win the division. They're plus 1,300 to win the AFC. That's seventh best in the AFC, and they're minus 105. To make the playoffs, that's fifteenth best in the in you know the AFC the or the the whole NFL. Buffalo Bills. Their biggest issue is offensive line, and we basically talked about that before. Off-season grade. I'm gonna give them a B. This is where paying Josh Allen, you know, comes into this because mm-hmm. now you got to start really working the team around a very very high-priced quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, of course. So they obviously, as we said before, they got rid of. You know, or they didn't get rid of, but they lost Tremaine Edmonds, which was huge. You know he gets that deal in Chicago. They kept Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, which is huge. Yes, for a this very defense. good,
1: probably the best safety tandem in all the NFL, let yeah. alone the AFC. Yeah,
0: and it, and it's huge because they're the anchor of this this defense. Like they're they're basically the quarterback right. of this defense, and that's huge. Connor McGovern will help on the offensive line. Deontay Hardy, who is at receiver they're hoping that he can add a little bit obviously to you know you you already have Gabe Davis you already have Stefan Diggs you're hoping that this guy can really add that Good factor yeah basically NFL draft recap B plus they added uh, Osiris Terrence in the second round and they were also able to pick up Dalton Kincaid which all you know through the the training camp that guy has been looked at as josh allen's number one receiver which is interesting yes you know because obviously we had a lot of this offseason stuff with the bills like it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows in <coughs> buffalo you know this offseason because of the whole thing that happened at the end of the season in the playoffs with stefan diggs and josh allen obviously that was media based you know at least that's what stefan diggs and that's what Josh Allen have said, mm-hmm. like this is all driven through the media. So that's that shouldn't be an issue. We should see the same old Stefan Diggs Josh Allen connection. They just added a a top tight end from the draft. So that's that was huge. Free agency recap. Give him a B. You know, they extended Matt Milano. You know, and then as I said before, that keeping Jordan Poyer, keeping Micah Hyde together. Obviously, they lost Tremaine Edmonds, but adding Damian Harris could help the running game. You know, as we said, their running game is a little suspect. Mm. You know, they add him to James Cook and Naheem Hines, which Naheem Hines got hurt. Mm. Um, so that's, you know, and I think they're hoping that James Cook ends up being dalvin cook you know eventually which i mean he showed size. i think i think
1: damian harris is definitely got a definitely a, a possibility of being the main back for this team i mean james cook could definitely be a change of pace and you know obviously could emerge to be you know the featured guy but damian harris is no joke uh again it really is going to come down to buffalo opening holes for their uh, running game i think the running game has been a struggle for them yeah josh allen makes up for that because he is such a great talent And they're going to have a really good offense, obviously adding that very skillful tight end. But again, it just comes down to it. Losing a communicator on your defense is a big part. I mean, there's a lot of communicators. They have a lot of great players. I think Buffalo, again, like I said, they take one step back, but I think it's not a big step at all. I think it's like a very minimal step. And I I still think you know they could sit there and be on top of the AFCs come the end of the season. Will they make the playoffs?
0: Obviously, you think that the Bills are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Again, they're one of those teams that it's like – it's a stupid question.
1: Contender or pretender? They're
0: a contender. Mm-hmm. They are the contender to go up against Kansas City and that's kind of every year these last 3 years. That's what you were hoping for. Obviously until the Bengals came into that and mm-hmm. you know really ruffled feathers. So these are, you know, the Bengals, the Bills and the Chiefs are those 3 teams that you're like so excited to watch in the playoffs. But now you're kind of adding the, the Jets in there, and when we get into the Jets, we'll talk about that.
1: What are the odds? Uh, Under over 10.5 wins. I'm going to go over on that. Uh, they're plus 130 to win division. You could thank the Jets for their being not a yeah. clear-cut yeah. favorite. Uh, plus 450 to win the AFC. That's second best in the NFL. And minus 250 to make the playoffs, rightfully so. They They really are a playoff-caliber talented yeah. team.
0: Yeah, obviously. New England Patriots. They picked up Zeke on a one-year deal. And obviously they have that QB battle. I, I don't think it's really that much of a battle anymore. I think it's no. Mac Jones job
1: off season
0: grade. Didn't really do much. They added Mike Gesicki, which obviously is, you know, they, they've been very tight end, uh, heavy lately because you know, what was it? Two years ago, they added, they added Johnny Smith. They added like they, they just started adding oh, man, right. tight ends. Mike Gesicki is one of the better tight ends in the league. It, you know, you, you start, the tight end list that, like, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle, and then it's, like, really drops off from there. Mike Gesicki is that, like, next tier.
1: Well, Mike Gesicki is a good blocker, and he's a good route yeah. runner. That's what makes a really good tight end. You know, honestly, all the names that you just named right there do all that. So, yeah. you know, for the Patriots, I'm not sure what was going on with John O. Smith and Hunter Henry, a lot of guys being yeah. signed. Uh, but Mike Gesicki's job this year then they added James Robinson and some offensive line depth. Juju. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. Not really a, a lot of eye-popping uh, additions. Uh, I can't agree more with the grade when it comes to their uh, what they brought in. But uh, it's it's
0: kind of like Bill Belichick type, you know, pickups like mm-hmm. you know low-priced veteran type of players that you're just that he knows he can get the most out of mm-hmm. and that's just that's Bill Belichick you know you he starts using these young guys that are great they get ready to make their big contract and he's like I don't need you anymore see ya yep. you know like he's that type of guy that it's like it's weird like you watch some of these guys and it's like alright Micah Parsons on the Dallas Cowboys like you're going to pay him like that's the, no, the Cowboys are going to pay him.
1: No. NFL draft recap. Honestly, when it comes like you, you're on the right side of the football. And I think that's where New England got themselves better. I think on the defensive side, yeah. adding, you know, Christian Gonzalez and Keon White. These are two defensive players that are young, going to fit right into this system with the New England Patriots. They Their defense, that's what the team's going to go through right now. Yeah. I mean, nothing really crazy on the offensive side that I can really brag about. You know, losing Damian Harris was not a a small loss at all. He's a very good player. Adding a couple of tackles to their offensive line will always help. You want to try and make sure that you're able to move the ball. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I know what to expect out of him. Zeke's going to be a great complimentary back as well. New England's on that mindset of running the football and playing good defense to win football games. And I think New England, I think that might be enough for them to get third in this division. Will they make the playoffs? I do also have them with Miami not making the playoffs out of the AFCs.
0: Yeah, I don't have him making the playoffs either.
1: Contender or pretender?
0: I have him a pretender, obviously, not making the playoffs. 2023 season outlook? I'm expecting a mediocre season. You know, obviously, I think Bill Belichick is going to get them those extra wins that they probably wouldn't get
1: with. I think a, their defense could be more along the lines to do it. I mean, they have a lot of names on their defense. They do, they yeah. do, you really can't ignore. Matthew uh,
0: Judon is like the biggest name on that defense. And it's like, you know, Johnson that's. Jonathan Jones, too. There's a lot, yeah, of, lot of guys
1: that they have good corners. I think they're going to be effective. I think they're going to be able to stop people. And they're really going to just try to run the football. Yeah. They're really on a similar mindset of what I want for yeah. the next team we're going to talk about. What are the odds? Under over seven and a half wins for the New England Patriots. I'm going to go under on that one. I, I It's crazy to say. Them been, coming in third, even with that happening. There's a way they could sneak a few wins. I think seven will be the number that I think they'll get. That's, I don't think they're going to get that ETH win, to be honest with you.
0: Dude, honestly. It's a great like, line. <laughs> every single team that I've looked at their over-unders, I almost went under on all of them, you know, and only under by a point five. Like it's literally every single team I've been going because I'm like, you know what? Vegas is always right around that, and like there's a couple of teams that I went over. Like Chiefs, I went over by one. Like it, it was never like I think 95% of the teams that I've previewed so far, I've went under on all of them by 0.5. Like well, I have them finishing
1: third with with seven. And yeah, that's and that's literally that's, that's, that's literally just because again, I, my prediction is yeah. the Miami, you know, him losing plus seventy plus seven fifty to win the division. Uh, plus three thousand to win the AFC. That's eleventh best in the AFC, and plus two fifty to make the playoffs, which sounds like a right spread. Yeah, uh, there's not really a lot of people seeing uh, the New England Patriots unless their formula works real well. Yeah, they're gonna and they're gonna have to work real well. Their defense is gonna have to be really <laughs> yeah. good and stay really healthy. Yeah. But the, the two additions of the two rookies, definitely a good plus. I, you know, I definitely agree with you on the grade. I think that's a good B, probably close to a B plus for their uh, their draft. Yeah. They definitely added names on the defensive end, which you can never have enough people on your defensive side of the football. Absolutely. Uh, We'll make our way to the fourth team. New York Jets. Trying to stay non-biased here. Uh, There's no secret that the New York Jets, uh, you know, added some really big names in the offseason to go with two previous rookie of the years and, you know, obviously, you know, signing a really good player like Quentin Williams. The Jets are really well designed right now to really have a good year, be able to switch guys out on the defensive side. Be able to switch out Dalvin Cook with Brees Hall. Keep Brees Hall healthy. Aaron Rodgers to be a great game manager. Honestly, when it comes to me from Aaron Rodgers, the only thing I saw was the last two minutes of the fourth quarter or the last two minutes of a half. I'm not looking for Rodgers to go out there and throw for four or 5,000 yards. I just need him to find ways to win games with a very talented roster. The New York Jets are really designed to have a great season this year on paper. But it goes a lot more than that. The Jets defense will be one of the best defenses in football this season. Uh, there's no doubt Robert Sal has been a really good defensive mind since the second he's been in the league. The struggle's always been the offensive side, and right now, from what you've seen on Hard Knocks, obviously one of the offensive coaches is someone sitting on the field, and that's Aaron Rodgers. So the Jets are really designed to you know, be a threat on both sides of the football. They have a shot here to dethrone the Buffalo Bills for that division. Just because of the small step I thought they took. And obviously, I think the Jets took a a giant leap as well as everything, as well as Vegas. Vegas thought they took a giant leap as well with these additions. Uh, And then, obviously, even going all the way to the draft, I mean, they had a lot more than just Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook. You talk about McCall Hardman, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, a lot of receivers in this. You know, I actually looked back at a picture a while back at some of the starting receivers for the New York Jets in about four or five years ago in the season. And just, you're very grateful to have a lot of depth on the receiving core, a lot of depth on the uh, running backs. Guys get hurt in this league, this is how it works. Next guy up, Jets have a lot of those next guys.
0: They have guys that have played with Aaron Rodgers, so, you know, that was huge. Just in making it more comfortable for Aaron Rodgers, you know, the guy spent, what, he's, what, 18 years into the league already, Mm -hmm. and... All of it has been with Green Bay. So to make him more comfortable moving on, like that's that was huge. And to me, obviously their biggest issue is the offensive line. And we saw that earlier in episode two of of Hard Knocks. But you know, what I've been noticing is just how and I said this last week, just how different Aaron Rodgers is. When you look at him through the media, you're like this guy is an asshole, but then you, you actually see him behind the scenes, and you're like, you know what, I, you don't understand where this comes from, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's crazy. And I, you know, I've actually grown to like Aaron Rodgers more, you know, especially through Hard Knocks. And you know, signing Dalvin Cook, I think, will help Reese Hall, you know, kind of take off some of the burden. Uh, you know and especially a guy that just came back from an ACL tear like that's it's mm-hmm. huge to have a guy like Dalvin Cook to add and you know i think the biggest difference that Aaron Rodgers has made to this team is to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson is my buy like that's the guy that you know if i'm looking into the hobby like Zach Wilson where his prices were you know at the beginning before even really starting, mm-hmm. he's way down and you feel like he can get back up to that You know when he ends up taking over as starter because I've I, I just been noticing things through the first two preseason games. I've been noticing things that you didn't notice from Zach Wilson through his first season. You know The biggest thing, Zach Wilson never wanted to dump down to the running back or a nope. short route to the tight end. Like He never wanted to do that. <laughs> Through his his starts in the NFL, I'm noticing that in preseason, like he's not trying to to take that deep route every single time. He's dumping it off, dumping it off. Then they give him that that deep route, and he takes it. So you're like his throws have been on point. His pocket presence has been a lot better. I think that this guy sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for the next two years is going to be so huge for the Jets. Yeah. And I am the biggest unbiased person to be talking about the Jets because I'm not, you know, I'm not a Jets fan, obviously, and I'm a Cowboys fan living in New York. I hear a lot of shit, you know, from being a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. And I hear it even from the Jets fans. My opinion of the Jets has never been good just because of Jets fans talking shit about the Cowboys. So. (laughs) So the, the fact that I'm high on the Jets is huge. Like that should, that, that right there should tell you. So that's, that's huge. And just, you know, what you were saying about the off season, off season grade, I gave him a B plus. So that's huge. NFL draft recap. B Will McDonald, I think is going to be an, a nut job yeah, for, for the, for the Jets defense free agency recap, just bringing in Aaron Rodgers I think is the, that's the a that I gave. Mm-hmm. You know, And then just adding McCall Hardman, adding L- Alan Lazard. Like, this is this is a team, as I said in the offseason, which I flash back to us talking about the offseason with the Jets, and I said if, if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets, they're a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. And I, that's how I feel. Will they
1: make the playoffs? Yes. Contender or pretender?
0: They are a contender, and I think now you put them in that – conversation with the Bengals, with the bills and with the chiefs like this is how good of an off season that the jets had mm-hmm. and i mean they were already defensive heavy like this team they are they're literally defense like that's even when they were bad their defense has always been good yeah. you know with rex ryan defense was good defense was really good they're getting back to that, and their defense is really good. Sauce Gardner, Darrell Revis. Like, that's when you really look at it, it's like, you know, it's uncanny that they're just basically building that same kind of defense. Sauce Gardner, you know, Quinn and Williams. This team is stacked yeah. on defense, and now they're stacked on offense. Because <laughs> I think Garrett Wilson is one of the better wide receivers in the league, and I think he's only going to show even more. This year. And I think sauce. And as I said last week, sauce and Garrett Wilson going up against each other in in practice is like the biggest thing to happen for this team. Mm. So I, I, you know, I love this team really. I I, honestly, it's, it's crazy to say I, I love and watching them on hard knocks. It's like, it's getting me more excited for the Jets. You know, and that's—I don't know what is going on right now that I'm even saying something like this. <laughs> I can imagine. No, <laughs> yeah. honestly,
1: it's—it's it's a concept of just—you know—the Jets made some great additions, and they obviously put themselves in a good situation. You know, and we'll see if these additions work out. Again, I'm probably the one Jet fan out here that's going to watch Aaron Rodgers not throw for 300 yards every game and not be upset about it. It'll, there'll be a lot of upsetting fans from that standpoint, but. You know, for me, it's the last two minutes of each half. That's really what we need Aaron Rodgers for. We're going to run the football. We're going to play good defense. Really, we need you for the last two minutes. What are the odds? Under over nine and a half wins. I'm going straight over for the New York Jets. Uh, plus 250 to win a division. Obviously, we talked. They're the only reason why Buffalo isn't the favorite. <laughs> Like in regards to an actual, you know, minus spread. Plus a thousand to win the AFC. That's fifth best in the in the AFC. A minus one thirty four to make the playoffs. So they really expect the Jets to be number two yeah. here to Buffalo with a chance at number one. So yeah, I'm in full agreement with that. I'm you know, I do think the Jets are gonna make the playoffs.
0: NFC East. We might as well start with the most hated team. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Offseason grade. Gave him a B plus. What happened this offseason, it's it's like weird. You know, because you feel as though that they lost a lot, but then they kind of added a lot in the draft. So it's like, it's kind of, that's why I gave them a B plus because I, you know, I don't know really what to, to take, you know, how to put them because I'm like, they feel worse than they were last year. But then you kind of look at the expectations Mm -hmm. of what they brought in, you know, Terrell Edmonds, DeAndre Swift, uh, then what they brought in with in the draft and then you kind of look at who they lost. Miles Sanders had 11 touchdowns last year. My, mind you, though, the, my my argument on that was just that he had won the year prior. So it was a big year for Miles Sanders last year. They lost Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave was huge for them. But now they're kind of cuz Jordan Davis played well last year, they're hoping that Jordan Davis ends up being, you know, that that guy for them you know so nfl draft recap they add jalen carter they added nolan smith they added kelly uh ringo they you know they just basically they added all of georgia um (laughs) i mean that's it's really like it's the philadelphia (laughs) bulldogs basically but again this is like you know you look at this team and you're like all right well those were like the top defensive players in the draft and the thing is, it's just you don't know. So that's why I kind of you know you you give him an A in the draft, but you give him a B plus in the offseason because you're like you don't know what you're gonna get from these guys. Yeah. You know that's an, and you know Jalen Carter had some off the field issues as well. So it's like mm. you know, but he's been killing it in in training camp. Free agency recap. Give him a B plus. Um, they did lose C J Gardner Johnson. You know that's a big loss. It is a big loss. You know that's that's a really big loss, but. They ended up bringing back uh, James Bradbury. They uh, extended Darius Slate. So they brought back guys that I thought they were going to lose. So that was huge. But again, you're hoping that N'Kobe Dean will come back better than, you know, TJ Edwards or Kazir White. You know, Jordan Davis is now filling in for Javon Hargrave. You're hoping that a lot of these younger guys are going to fill in for spots that they lost players at.
1: Will they make the playoffs?
0: Yes. I mean, that's, it's one of those dumb questions. Yeah. You know, these two divisions, AFC East, NFC East, these are, the AFC East has gotten better, obviously, now that the Jets are in that conversation with, you know, the Dolphins, which mm-hmm. are contingent on Tua, and, you, you, you know, Josh Allen and the Bills, and then you look at the NFC East, three teams made the playoffs last year. And, you You're expecting the same thing out of the NFC East again. 2023 season outlook. I'm going to try to make this as unbiased as I can. I think it's going to be different than last year for the Eagles. I think it's not going to be as great. You know, they went on a, a, a real streak last season and the Eagles obviously made it to the Super Bowl, but i mean I can't overlook them having the easiest schedule in the nFL them going up in the playoffs against the New York Giants that some may even think that they overplayed you know their they were kind of overrated last year or they underrated i i don't like however you want to put it but they were not matched up well against the Eagles So that's their first game in the playoffs. Then they go up against the San Francisco uh, 49ers. And Christian McCaffrey played in that game. At quarterback. Not at running back. At quarterback. So it's... And then they go up against the Chiefs. And mind you, I am a big Jalen Hurts hater. Jalen Hurts played one of the better games in the Super Bowl than I've ever seen. And they still lost. So... I think there's a lot of differences from last year to this year, and that is my expectations for the Eagles. I think it's going to be different. They're they it's going to be a harder schedule. It, you know, the teams know what they're going to see from Jalen Hurts. They kind of have to respect the throw, so he's going to have to try to make you know better passes. I mean, some of the passes, if you actually really look at them. I mean, come on. Like that's that's the thing like he was helped out a lot. So I think I think it's just going to be a different year for the Eagles and the expectations I think are way way higher than they actually should be because I think this team is going to be one of the better in the NFC East. I think they're going to be one of the better in the NFC, but to be a Super Bowl team again? You know, you have, to, you have to look at some of these teams that have lost the Super Bowls. Their next year, not as good. It's hard to make the Super Bowl two years in a row if you're not the Chiefs, the Patriots, or, you know, like, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, it's going to be a rough year. I, I don't think it's going to be a rough, rough year for the Eagles, but I think it's going to be a tougher year because now you're the target. You know, the year prior, you weren't the target. You didn't even make the playoffs. And... Last year, you kind of surprise everybody. Jalen Hurts surprises everybody, so I think it's going to be a little bit different. So I think uh, to I think everybody has to curb the expectations, you know, the way that they have um, this year. What are the odds over under eleven and a half wins? I have them under. I I like eleven. I like eleven because the the beginning of their schedule is kind of. Easy-ish. Like, they could maybe rattle off the first five wins. So, I think that's going to help, obviously. And I think I, I think they can get to 11 wins. Um, minus 115 to win the division. Plus 330 to win the NFC, which is first.
1: They are the favorite.
0: They are the favorite. And they're minus 400 to make the playoffs.
1: Washington like, Commanders. Command-
0: they have their quarterback.
1: Yes, yeah, Sam Howell.
0: Sam Howell is named the starting quarterback for this team. I mean, what are what are your expectations for this team? Like, I, I mean, off grade B minus, NFL draft recap B, free agency recap C plus. You know, so they're like, they had an okay off season. Yeah. Basically, is what I what I was getting at. You know, I think, you know, I think Jacoby Brissett is a good backup to bring in for Sam Howell. But I mean, they're really they're really banking on Sam Howell. But I do think bringing in Biennemi as the head coach for this team, now the whole ownership has changed. I think they're on the road to be a different team.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Washington's going to really, again, be one of those teams that just leads with the defense. You know uh their offense is going to try to find ways to move the ball. They have two capable backs: in Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, the defense is going to have to shut the door. Their front line is arguably one of the best in football, uh, probably one of the most quiet ones too. And, you know, not a lot of people realize how good the front is for the Washington uh, Commanders.
0: Well, just because of how like the issues that uh, Chase Young's been having, like his no, rookie year, it was like, oh wow, this unstoppable.
1: This now the injuries are really catching up yep. to him. So it really, if you know, it stays based on you know, well. Uh, Really on his health, so. Yeah. But it really, you know, obviously, you know, again, it isn't just him. There is a lot of them up there, you know. You you're looking at Darren Payne, you know. Uh, obviously, uh,
0: Montez Sweat, yep. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan mm-hmm. Allen is arguably the better, <coughs> the best player on this defense. So, and arguably one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Obviously. Yes. So, just you know, I think the biggest thing is their secondary, and their secondary adding Cameron Dansler and Cody mm-hmm. Barton. Obviously will help 2023 season outlook. My expectations for this team is just, I think they they'll rattle off some wins that they shouldn't have won. You know that it's just, that's the thing. Like when it comes to division games and especially in the NFC East, they're all tough games. It doesn't matter if they're a bad team or not. They're going to give the rest of the teams a hard game. Mm-hmm. And that's just what you're expecting when you're, you know, with the commanders. The commanders against every other team, though, they're going to struggle. They're, you know, I think I think this year is to to get enemy to become a head coach, you know, because he's never been a head coach. This is a rookie year for, for enemy I think he's one of the most talented offensive minds in the league. And I think this year is just... Uh, like a building year like what are we going to get from the enemy at at head coach what are we going to get from sam how playing a full season like this is just well this is his way to, this
1: really is his way to you know prove it you know sam how this question marks uh the offense is really where the questions are with this team and it really will go as far as the offense goes what are the odds the under over six and a half wins uh i'm gonna go under on that Uh, The defense will be really good. Tough division uh, with a lot of defenses that I think are even better than theirs in their division. That's what really makes it so tough. It's not, you know, lightening up what kind of defense they have. The rest of the defenses in their division are very, very tough as well. So, therefore, they're they're not even matching up on the defensive side with any of the teams (laughs) in their division. It just shows how good the division is defensively. So. Uh, I'm going to go under six and a half wins, plus 1300 to win division. Good luck with that. Plus 3000 to win the NFC, which is 12th best in the NFC. And then plus 310 to make the playoffs, which is rightfully so. Will they make the playoffs? I do not think that the Washington Commanders will make the playoffs. Um, they I'm really sorry. are the bottom barrel of this division. I could be wrong here. I've seen crazier see. things happen. The enemy needs to prove it. And that's really what it comes down to. This is the, uh, bu- like you said, it's a uh, rebuilding block. It's a big one for B. Enemy. You first time head coach. You're the offensive mind. Your defense is going to speak for itself. Uh, you got to find ways to win games, but uh, I just don't see it happening now. When not in this division,
0: I, I think the biggest thing is just the ownership um, changeover. I think is is huge for this team because it's literally every single year we heard Dan Snyder's name brought up in something. So I think just the fact that they don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, they end up, they might end up being the Redskins again, which is crazy. I would love to see that because the Washington Commanders sounds like a CFL team. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Washington football team sounded ridiculous, but just overall, I think, you know, I think the, the culture in Washington is on the upswing it's changing. And I think that's only going to help a team that's already in a, A tough division. Mm -hmm. I I think it's just going to help this team and this division be even better. I I think Washington has a chance eventually to be one of those teams that could really, like, four of these teams could possibly make the playoffs. Like, that's how crazy this division is. New York Giants. You know, we're New York guys. We're in the New York area. It's Jets-Giants. That's all you hear. That's all you hear. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. But... The Jets have overtaken the Giants now. Like, it was always Giants were big brother. They just made Daniel Jones a very rich man. They had their issues with Saquon Barkley, got him a deal for a one year deal. Uh, They brought in Darren Waller. They, you know, this team is getting better. Unfortunately, I think that they overplayed their expectations last year. I mean, not unfortunately, but it is unfortunate because I think people are hyping them up more than they actually should be. I think this team is talented. I think Daniel Jones is talented. I think the biggest thing this year is, you know, you put the money behind Daniel Jones. It's time to find out if he's really that guy. Because I still don't think that they found out that he's that guy. They just needed a quarterback and they needed to pay him.
1: I mean the truth is you, you see Daniel, if Daniel Jones starts doing things like like if that if he starts sitting in the pocket like Dak Prescott and not using his legs at yeah. any point you'll see the same a very similar result. I mean right now Daniel Jones is using his legs yeah. to find ways to move the ball. And it goes into really just a you know an understanding of the offense. This is his 3rd year now. Uh, a lot of different changes, a lot of different names. Uh Darren Waller definitely being a nice weapon. Uh, the receiving core is still You know, mediocre at best. And they also have the guy Bellinger. Yeah. Who's another great tight end. So you're looking at a lot of two tight end sets from the New York Giants, uh, trying to run the football with Saquon Barkley, and trying to play good defense. I think the one thing that uh, a lot of people really are sleeping on with the New York Giants is their defense. Their Their front line is going to be very good. And if you have a front line that's going to get pressure on the quarterback – I'm not really caring if you have rookies in the secondary. Whoever you have in the secondary, so well, they, brought,
0: they brought in uh, Bob, <coughs> they brought in Bobby Okereke, which mm-hmm. was a big pickup. Uh, they brought in A. Robinson, another good guy to bring on defense. You know, you just you're looking at this team, and, and a lot of people are high on Jalen Hyatt. You know, this team is is um, they could they have that potential to be a sleeper. You know, they bring in Paris Campbell. Uh, I think their offense got better. Their defense got better. Actually, you know, having Kayvon Th- uh, Thibodeau already, then, you know, having Aziz Ojalari, like you were saying, their defensive line is very good, you know. And then you add Dexter Lawrence in the middle. This team needs to build around their defensive line. They're just, their offensive line is not good.
1: Mm. And
0: you're going to see a lot of Daniel Jones running around, but I don't know if that's going to help. I think you need to see both. I think you need to see. Pocket Daniel Jones, and I think you need to see, you know, obviously because his his strength is. Well, outside yeah, no, a of lot
1: pocket. of his running last year was literally running for his life, so I understand. <laughs> exactly. But it led to success. It yeah. led to them moving the football. So it's interesting to see what kind of Daniel Jones you'll see this yeah. year. If you see a more pocket presence, Daniel Jones. Yeah. But this also could go into coaching. I think right now uh, the only thing that makes a difference here is the New York Giants have some talented players, and you know their offense is you know is, is subpar, but you know they have the best coach. They really do. This guy is an incredible coach, and you know, he'll have this team ready to be in a situation to win games. They'll be a dangerous team in the division. Will they make the playoffs? Couldn't agree more. I think they are a bubble team. I can't tell you if they're going to make the playoffs or not. I think they could, but that would mean three teams would be going from this division <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. You know, so it really goes down to the rest of these divisions and what they have. I mean, I'm, you know, if you come up to me telling me do you think the New York Giants are a better team than the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to tell you yes.
0: 2023 season outlook. My expectations for this team, I think like I said before, I think their last season was kind of smoke and mirrors. Like, you know, this team is is okay. I think their defense is better than their offense, but you know, their offense is like really centered around the the addition of Darren Waller now, Mm -hmm. and Darren Waller hasn't been able to stay on the field. So the Giants are hoping that he stays on the field. Their defense is good. It's not, you know, top two in this division because you're looking at the the Eagles defense, you're looking at uh, the Cowboys defense, and then you look at, you know, Washington's defense too. It's like this team's... You know their their odds are stacked against them. You know, especially just being in this division, and it's going to be tough. What are the odds? They're over under. Yeah, is seven and, and a half,
1: seven and a half wins. I, I I'm going to take over. I think they can get eight wins this I year. I really anything, do. Yeah. Uh, plus two sixty to win division. They won nine last year. That's though. pretty friendly. Plus two sixty <laughs> yeah. to win the division. Plus twenty two hundred to win yeah. the AFC. That's ninth best and one hundred and seventy two on the plus category to make the playoffs. I think that's not a bad bet. Uh, but I, eight wins, I think, is a safe bet. I think the New York Giants can win eight games. I don't know if it'll be more or I think less. They can win eight. I don't think they're going to win less. I don't think they're going to win like five. No, I, I don't no. see a season like that at all from them. So no,
0: but eight wins is still, you know, under five hundred. So that's that's the thing. Like you
1: yeah, know, I think the New wins, York Giants could be an over five hundred team. But again, they
0: were, they were nine and eight last year. I think again they overplayed.
1: Eight and nine is era. gonna give me a win on a, on an under over bet. That's fine with me. You know? Yeah. I, I yeah. think the New York Giants are <laughs> definitely a, a But good... I don't
0: think eight and nine makes the playoffs this year.
1: No, probably not. So... I mean, but you know, that's what I mean. Like they really are a bubble team. I can't tell you if they're gonna make the playoffs or not. Dallas Cowboys. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think the new I think the Dallas Cowboys added so many weapons. Like we've talked about though, yeah. like the one thing I had an issue with was just uh just their locker room with the situation that was going on with Dak Prescott and Diggs. It was a video, like we talked about, it went viral. Yeah, That kind of was a little alarming for me. I mean, uh, I saw something very similar with the New York Jets. Um, A lot of players weren't respecting Zach Wilson. You know what I mean?
0: You know what? I I actually saw at one point, I don't think many people, and they didn't really uh, highlight it well in the episode. But someone said something to Aaron Rodgers. On the defensive side of the ball. And I think it was Quentin Williams. But. It's just like. To me. I think this was so blown out of proportion. I think this whole thing between Diggs. And Dak. Diggs telling Dak to to shut his bitch ass up. Whatever it was. My thing is. With this, is I mean just, telling
1: someone to shut up is fine. I mean, that, like they're talking smack, yeah. whatever. But bitch ass is just a, I, like a lack of respect, it, and it might just show you, what kind of player Traylon, you know, Trayvon Diggs is. I, it's fine. I don't. I don't really. It's not I, even a big issue. But that's just kind of like. Uh, but there are a lot of tense moments in every training camp. So this really, thing, like, like, I know.
0: Like, look at like the, the Jets brawled, you know, mm-hmm. and and Robert Sala loved it. He just it basically he was like it brings out Let the uh, and then but that,
1: see that's how I want my guys competing. I don't want people using their mouth to try to sit there and get but, the best of somebody. I mean, this is your teammate. It's your again, teammate.
0: But you also got to think it's your teammate. Like some of these some of these scuffles have started because of Talking someone like that. running their mouth. Yep. You know, and not everybody's mic'd up, so mm-hmm. you're not going to hear it. The fact that you know. It it's it the whole thing was blown out of proportion because it's the Dallas Cowboys. That's yeah. all it is, and I, I'm. It didn't bother me. It did not bother me because I don't think this had anything to do with disrespect. That's my thing, you know. Uh, speaking of res- <coughs> respect, right guard Zach Martin restructured his contract. Finally ends his holdout. He's back. I think that's huge the biggest big issue addition. the biggest issue with this this team this year is kicking we saw the issues going into the playoffs last year that was a big issue you know having the kicking the way it was was just i mean that led to them losing to San Francisco so that was one big thing and they're they're continuing this issue into this year because even Aubrey not playing well so I just—they already—they already got rid of Vizcaino, which he didn't even make it to a preseason game. So they didn't even really care. That's how bad of a training camp he was having.
1: Offseason grade B.
0: I love what they did this off They bring in Stephon Gilmore. They bring in Brandon Cooks. These are positions that the Cowboys had issues with last year. They bring and in, they
1: get experience on both divisions exactly. in both positions. And, and
0: you know the the issue was they didn't have anybody behind CeeDee Lamb. And it was like they were expecting more from Michael Gallup. But again, Michael Gallup was coming back from an ACL injury. That is, you know, people don't realize because you see guys like Adrian Peterson and guys come back from ACL injuries and they have their best year. But then you have other guys that just struggled to get back. And I think that was what we saw from Michael Gallup last year. So I think Michael Gallup's going to be better this year, especially now having Brandon Cooks, because now it's like, It's one-on-one every time now. You have to think, you know, if you're doubling CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup are going to be open. You double Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup is going to be open. So Michael Gallup is going to be seeing a lot of single coverage this year. And that's huge. Stephon Gilmore, on the other hand, the Cowboys had issues at the number two cornerback position. Nobody wanted to throw to Trayvon Diggs, which now they're talking about, oh, well, he doesn't have the interception numbers anymore. He's not good like it, it's it it's hilarious the hate that the Dallas Cowboys get. It, it's 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 clickbait. Everybody has to realize the Cowboys not only do they get viewers. They get a lot of hate because of that. So it it's it's hilarious when you see what goes on against the Dallas Cowboys. So Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cook's huge in this offseason. NFL Draft Recap. Mozzie Smith, another position that they needed. This guy was the strongest guy in the draft. He's a monster. And they're hoping that he's a monster this year. And I think it only helps Micah Parsons. It's only going to help uh, Demarcus Lawrence. It's only going to help Leighton Vander Esch. This all helps. And I think just bringing in this guy is huge. And then bringing in Luke uh, Schumacher is huge because they let Dalton Schultz walk, which I wasn't too mad about because I I don't think he was worth the money. Free agency recap: A minus, you know, and it's it's huge uh, that they were, and they're they're A minus not by people that they brought in in free agency, it's by the guys that they kept. They keep Tyron Smith, they keep Terrence Steele, they keep Donovan Wilson. It, it's like that was huge. And the Cowboys got better, which is crazy because they were good last year. And they got better.
1: Will they make the playoffs?
0: Yes. Kevin, what do you say?
1: Honestly, I think the Cowboys are going to be a good team. <laughs> I think the uh, offense is going to be there with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks brings a lot of experience. Uh, C.D. Lamb speaks for himself. Tony Pollard is going to be great this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, And Dak running the helm, and obviously adding Zach Morrison back into the offensive line is just really going to make this team very solid. Uh, The defensive side, you know what you're getting out of Micah Parsons. You know what you're getting out of the defensive side of the football. Obviously, adding Stephon Gilmore is a lot of experience to be added. Uh, Dallas is going to be there. They're going to be right up at the top. There's no doubt about it. They really are very talented. What are the odds? I'm surprised the run the Rovers only 9.5. I'm going up on that one. Plus 175 to win the division. Uh, plus six hundred to win the NFC. That is third best, uh, and pu- minus two twenty five to make the playoffs. Like what I just said, I think they are certainly a playoff team. I think they're winning double digit games this year. Nine and eight. It's just over five hundred. That's a weird under over for the
0: yeah. I it's Dallas funny. Cowboys. It's funny because people look at the Dallas Cowboys as a nine win team, I know. I, I, and like it's it's crazy to me that it's even like that. I think it's the over hype of the Eagles that they're totally overlooking the Dallas Cowboys. People are like, "Well, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys are good." But people are looking at it. They're looking at the struggles of Dak way too much now. And I think when you look at Dak, Dak, yes, had 15 interceptions last year, led the league, tied for the lead in interceptions. Who was he tied with? Josh Allen. Um, wow. but yeah. So the thing with Dak Prescott he was injured last year. It was a big, like it really had a lot of, because it was his thumb. Like he broke his thumb week one, and it like and it was on his throwing hand. So that's huge, and you have to think about that going through the season. Yeah. Mind you, he played, <coughs> uh, and I think you know they look at it like fifteen interceptions and in eleven games, but you have to think when Dak got back. They were the best offense in the league with Dak. You know it's it it's hilarious, because when you look at his his ratio, his interception to touchdown ratio, prior to that, is top seven in the league history, wise. Yeah. So I, I just it boggles my mind that people hate the Cowboys that much that they have to bring up stuff that's not true. And that's that's the thing when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is gonna show
1: It's a very lot simple. Of I, it's election. not even like people are like telling the truth and not lying or whatever. It's you gotta use your feet. And if you're not no, yeah, your, you're not you're not a yeah. great pocket quarterback. he's not a great pocket quarterback. He he's never has better. been. he's, got he's gotten better, but he's though. not great at no, all. No. He needs to use his legs to win. No, he yeah. does. I mean I I have watched him play for five years now Every time this guy uses his legs, the defenses are unbalanced, and he has a lot more success. Yeah. Every single time, he just—I don't—I don't know what happened. He just—I get it. You—you know—you—you you broke a thumb. And, I mean, that's going to affect the way you throw yeah. the football to begin with. But you have to get out of the pocket. He's yeah. like one of the few quarterbacks I've ever said, like for them to do and be on that side to do it. I mean, I've seen him put the ball where he needs to be from on the run and all that. He needs to be able to run with the football yeah. and be able to get those first downs here and there, or else the Dallas Cowboys are going to have a lot of drives just stalling out, and everyone's going to be wondering why. It's that simple. Well, uh, you, you know, got to use your legs to extend drives.
0: People also, and run the ball well. people also hated on the move of moving uh, Kellen Moore, and I think that was – uh, what, what I thought uh, he was – He was the offense coordinator. And yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I
1: don't even like, – I, I didn't care. No, like, I didn't irrelevant. care either
0: because, you know what, there's a lot of times <coughs> where Kellen Moore, his offense just sputtered. And he, yeah. just, he never made any adjustments. So that was – that. like I think Mike McCarthy calling plays this year I think is going to help Dak Prescott a lot more.
1: Yeah, the and, more I watch hard knocks, the more I'm not seeing that being Mike McCarthy. That was the reason why yeah, Green Bay exactly. was good at any yeah. point. Yeah. I mean if you look at hard knocks, you know that his play calling wasn't the difference here. You can't blame it on play calling. This kid just needs to make the right decision yeah. – when you have a passing down on a third down at five and there's room in front of you, you have to go and run to pick it up sometimes. It's going to happen, or you need to just be in good, you know, for me, it's always been the same for Dak Prescott for me, man. You use your legs and you keep these defenses on balance. you're going to have great success in the NFL. You sit in the pocket all day? I don't get That's what I want. I, it, I want you to be sitting in the pocket. There's,
0: there's not many quarterbacks that you want to sit in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tom Brady was one of the guys, like you wanted yep. him to stay in the pocket, mm-hmm. but... You know, nowadays, there's not really that many Well, there needs to just be upgrades.
1: And I'll be honest with you. They need, like you said, he's been getting better little by little. It needs to just continue to upgrade from the pocket and just be able to go through your progressions. Yeah. You know, but I think, honestly, just from what I've watched from Dak Prescott over the years, if he runs with the football and makes it, himself a threat at absolutely. that standpoint, he has more success.
0: Absolutely. Around the hobby. First, the Wanda Franco situation is
1: huge. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense to me. Wow. Like why is like, his card going for more money now?
0: Well, it's not even that. It, like I mean, obviously he's taking a, a big, you know, dip, but um it, it's it's crazy though. Like, still
1: going for a lot of money. He may not even play another game. I know. He might not even be allowed back. <laughs> yeah. Um into the league at all.
0: Zeke and Dalvin Cook, their numbers are up. Uh Zeke, his two thousand sixteen Prism Auto is up hundred percent Dalvin Cook, his 2016 select, up 180%. So that is, and their like, their acquisition did not change their team's odds. So that's funny how that works. Um, Johnny Manziel, I said this last week. I didn't have the numbers to back it. I have the numbers now. There's been 377 new sales from July 1st to August 6th of Johnny Manziel but from August 7th to August 12th, there was 207 and his national Trevor's uh, national treasures RPA to 99 PSA 10 sold for $800 per slab stocks. You could have got, you could have gotten both his 2014 national treasures RPA to 25 BGS 95 for $257 on November 21st, 2022 and his 2014 National Treasures one of one Nike logo RPA PSA 7 for 372 you could have got that less than that $800 that's how much his, his stock has gone up it's crazy and the other crazy thing the Ja Morant um, or, uh, his, his rookie chronicles is up again which is crazy because he's had such a uh, turbulent you know, uh, season this mm-hmm. year and all of his stuff has been down, but the craziest thing about this card is that Young Dolph, the rapper that was killed, is in the background, and now that the whole Michael Orr thing happened, his parents are sitting behind Ja in that picture. So that card, which could sell for probably five dollars, is now selling for two hundred. That's how crazy the hobby works. It's like the Menendez brothers uh, card. It's it, it's it's funny. Like it's a quick shoot up, and then we'll go back down. So that's, (laughs) you know, I wouldn't buy in. But that will do it. Got Kevin back for the the good episode. Hopefully he'll show his face during the season. 100%. Uh, But that will do it. I'm Jerry.
1: I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up The Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.